Welcome to the Legacy Life Podcast with me, your host, Sarah Parks. I'm a mum of three, an author, speaker, legacy coach, and lover of transformation. I help female entrepreneurs create family and financial freedom fast so you can have a calm, happy family and a thriving online business where you are living your legacy life. In this space, I will be talking about family freedom, financial freedom and ways that you can create your legacy life. Welcome to Cassie Swift. Thank you so much for joining me on the Legacy Life podcast. And today, the topic we're talking about is bullying and child mental health. And I invited Cassie to come and talk about this because of her unique experience, life experience, life lived and healed experience and the work that she is now doing to support and empower children, which is transformational and incredible. So thank you so much, Cassie, for joining us today. Thank you for having me. (laughs) So Cassie, um, it would be really great for you to share with us I I ask everybody when I remember, (laughs) I ask everybody on my podcast to tell me what is the legacy that you are creating? So I'm going to start with the big question with you. (laughs) So, um, yeah, the legacy I'm creating, um, as it's to do with bullying, um, I don't want children to, to be bullied and to go through the experience I did so um, I'm trying to create a whole new generation um, that will go on and see things differently and approach things differently and have more of an open mind um, and just be more loving and caring towards one another um, with the realization of the impact they can have with their words so yeah fantastic and you know it's great the way that obviously what you're doing with your work and your and your life's kind of purpose really fits very well into date into t- today's topic in terms of your business what what do you feel the legacy you're creating with your with the, your business is um so with what i do i empower their children to become their true selves so Mm -hmm. to be comfortable with their true selves to be confident in in their true selves and to really step into and own who they are with confidence and with great self-esteem so that if they do get knocked in life they can approach that from a really powerful way um, and not let it sway and make them have doubts about themselves Yeah, I love that, the way that you are empowering children and um, supporting parents, you know, with um, bikes. It's it's kind of like uh, what we do fits together so well, because obviously I work with parents and you work with the children. Um, And I, you know, I'm working with parents to help them step into their power and be authentically themselves and know that they can parent from this place and that that is massively valuable. And 
obviously you're working with the children to empower them, you know, to be authentically themselves and to know that they are loved in this world and that they are valuable and that they have a voice. Definitely. Yeah, totally. They, they have to, um, have a voice that is heard um, and at the moment children don't tend to do that so mm -hmm. I'm trying to to do as well in my work is to give children that voice because their opinion does matter to mm -hmm. the world. Yes absolutely so tell us a bit about the driving force then behind you because you you know you mentioned that that you were bullied um so you know, tell us a bit about your experience that's that's brought you to do the work you do. Yeah, so um, I was bullied from primary school um, all the way up into my my high school, um, and one specific event happened in when I was fifteen, sixteen. It's on the day of my drama GCSE, actually. Um, that just changed how I looked at things. Um, mm totally um there was an yeah there was an incident and um I actually voiced how I felt and it went quite wrong and ended with my mum being attacked mm. um and at that point I was just like I I became very quiet and I just sort of went and I didn't voice myself again and it's only recently that I've re-found re my voice and become and doing what I do and I just don't want it to take that long in my case you know 22 years or you know however long it is to to realize that they do matter and that they can speak out and that things aren't going to go wrong when they do mm -hmm. so it's very much that when things do go wrong they don't have to just slip under the radar and just become this sort of how can I put it almost like a pawn just so as they go along through life it's wishy washed around because they're too frightened to to actually speak up so mm -hmm. it make them realize that what they do and what they say does matter mm -hmm. and they can overcome things things won't always be easy but they need to stay true to themselves and to their their values and work with that and not just let it slip and make them feel worthless and um like they're not important mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so if somebody was in that sort of situation because what I'm hearing as well with you with what happened with you was you did speak up and then this this awful thing happened off the back of that and I, I can only imagine the kind of the guilt and the, you know, all the stuff, all the emotions that would have come from that leading to your silencing, right? So um, what would you say, you know, are there any tools that you share with young people that, that you feel you can, you can kind of share to help that, help that not happen to them? Yeah, I mean, I think if, because in my in that specific situation it had escalated over a very long time mm -hmm. so um some of the things we do when you know we talk about the power of words and um i use different analogies and it's about voicing how you feel at that time so as soon as an incident happens you you have the confidence to say um 
you know, we, we call it a sandwich technique. So there's an event um, that happens that leaves you feeling a certain way, which is the feeling. And then the top slice is the solution to it. Mm -hmm. So if someone's unkind to you, you, you say to them or a teacher, they've made me feel like this. So can we sort it out? And I think if that's done really early on, then things don't escalate. Um, yes. And if it doesn't work, then they still have, they don't feel that that didn't work they they carry on and they go um they still don't let it knock their confidence they just say um you're still not being very very kind and just work through it and just teaching them to know that um so we all have different behaviors and we don't know what's going on with that specific child for them to be mean but it's not acceptable to behave in a certain way just because feel that way so it's about teaching them that they may feel really angry at someone but you sometimes don't just lash out. You think about how it will affect them. And we use things like bubbles and wristbands to try and calm them down and get them to think about things before they, they you know, then proceed with, you know, going to the teacher and saying, this person's done this and it's upset me. And mm -hmm. then that just avoids the whole bullying aspect because if all children thought like that and processed it in that way mm -hmm. things would just naturally sort themselves out if that if that makes sense yeah yeah so you know really well getting that support and speaking up and knowing that you you can have a voice that you can speak up that you can get the help um and do you find because I know you work with the children, but you don't necessarily work with the adults. So do you find that the adults are responsive to, to the children who work with you? Yes. Yeah. yeah. The, the adults. Yeah, they are. They they know they want their child to be able to to be strong in themselves. So mm -hmm. that is a, a major bonus because they then get the support at home to carry on like learning how to do those tools and they have that support at home um mm -hmm. obviously in situations there isn't that support and that's where my role comes in because I'm that sort of sounding board I'm that person that they can come to mm -hmm. um and it's just knowing they have a safe space so if mm -hmm. I knew if I had someone who I knew was my safe space that I could tell that it wouldn't have exploded how it necessarily did. So mm -hmm. it's just giving them that support. So as they know, you know, that they can speak out and things will be dealt with properly. Yeah. And like you say, I love that, that sense of having that safe space. I always say to parents that you are your child's safe space, you know, um, and it's important for, for parents to be aware of that but also and support, you know, their children with, with what they're going through. Um, but I love that, you know, there are, there are children who don't have that, that have you as that for them, which is great, you know, that they've got that support from someone else who has been in the same place, who understands where they're coming from, you know. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that's, yeah, I think that's so great. Yeah, I think it just helps them to because I can sort of say, well, I I chose because um, like working from the NLP point of view, it's like how you choose to do things. And I I can tell them my examples and say, well, I chose to keep quiet, which then made mm -hmm. things worse, whereas what mm -hmm. I should have done. And then they can sort of see 
what would happen if they didn't do the things and go through the the sort of the tools and the techniques that I I show them they see through my story where not necessarily it will end up like that and because obviously that was the extreme of many years of of stuff but they can sort of see um and I don't necessarily tell them all of that yes yeah but they can they can sort of see where it could lead and that you know my whole childhood and teenage years were really miserable at school Mm -hmm. so they don't want that then you know they've got these that's why I'm there to give them these techniques to help them so yeah the um the other thing that I was thinking would be really great to also talk about is um so you know you've talked about being bullied and I assume you work with children as well who are maybe on the other side who are maybe exhibiting behaviors or you know labeled as a bully um and and I'm wondering what how you support children in who were who found themselves in that role you know yeah it's I mean it's difficult not not going to lie because um as we all know once you're given a label trying mm-hmm. to not have that label is um is very difficult it's easy to get one and not so easy to shift it yeah um, so it's it's about trying to understand so there's normally a root cause of it um Mm -hmm. and it's just about again how they getting them to regulate themselves so things like the wristbands and the bubbles and we have a credit card for for happiness to gauge their their mood and just being very mindful of how they're feeling Mm -hmm. and they start feeling that they're going to lash out they use one of the tools that they have got to try and calm them down before it gets to that that point mm. um and obviously you can't undo everything that you have done but you can learn a new way of doing things and you know by admitting that you've done something wrong and also by apologizing you know mm-hmm. taking that mm-hmm. responsibility and saying I, I was wrong and I am sorry um is a big step especially for for a child to, to do yeah. that. Um, and and I, you know, I think so much of that learning as well, you know, I talk about with, with parents a lot, you know, I think parents often feel a pressure to be some kind of perfect parent and, you know, to always, uh, and, and not being able to live up to that and the guilt and all of the stuff that comes out. Um, but there's a massive gift, I think, and huge learning in those times when we're not able to be our best self. You know, when we model that for our children and how we clean up after ourselves, how we make amends, how that's, so, you know, I I, I think it's so important for parents to understand, it's not about being perfect. It's not about getting it right all the time. Um, it's, you know, because we're human, that's, that's impossible. We're never going to be that, right? but that it's massively valuable to have those times where we mess up, where we're not able to be our best selves, but we're able to clean it up, where we're able to make amends for losing our our rag, you know, with our children or doing things in a way that's out of alignment with how we want to be being in the world, how we want to be parenting, how we want to be, 
um, yeah, being with other human beings. And so our children learn from that. Our children learn from us, you know, they learn how to do that uh, by our modeling of that, you know. Yeah, exactly. You know, if we do something wrong, that and we take responsibility and we apologize, you know, mm. to children, um, which is a thing that, you know, people don't always want to apologize to children, but mm -hmm. they are human and we expect them to apologize. Yeah. Um, so if they see us taking responsibility, then you won't have to do the whole, well, say sorry and mean it, because they will automatically know that they have done something wrong. And instead of the, oh, sorry, because they don't actually know it, they will actually own what they have done and say I'm really sorry I didn't mean to, to mm -hmm. do this mm -hmm. because they have seen how we've done something wrong and how when we apologize we we mean we mean it we don't apologize just because we we have to yes um, and yeah. it's it is just so important to model those things the same as letting them see you cry sometimes yeah. because we were upset mm -hmm. you know if they never see us cry then they will think that crying is not something that you you do whereas if they say okay it's okay to cry because that is how you're feeling mm -hmm. then they are going to do that which then of course has a knock-on effect with feeling the pent-up anger and everything because mm. they've to, to release it so there's so much that goes on at home that we can do to, to model to our children how absolutely yeah yeah and of course that that you know the work that I do is all about that you know the the um a massive part of it is the emotional part of it the that all feelings are valid all feelings are accepted all emotion is accepted um and you know there is behavior you know it's behavior that we're managing that we're um helping to express those emotions and have them come out and move through in the most positive and productive ways you know for everybody um so um yeah i love that there's so much synergy in, in what we do um so yeah well thank you so much for coming on today it's not going to be a long one today we're going to keep it quite short um but i wanted to have this chat with you and you know for people to get a sense of what you do and a, a sense of um you know the the yeah, the different aspects of bullying and um, our child's mental health, which I think we've got a real sense of in this conversation. Was there anything else that you were thinking, oh, I must say that, I must leave leave them with this? Um, not really. I mean, there was something, I mean, I always use, well, I don't always, but I, there's an analogy which is really powerful for parents and children, actually, is that when you have a feeling, explaining to them that it's like a cloud and that a cloud doesn't stay in front of the sun and dim its light the whole time. It's there, but then it moves on. Mm. And not that it hasn't gone in front of the sun, it has, but then it's... Oh, we lost you briefly there. Oh, sorry, I do apologise. It's all right. <laughs> um the feelings that we have we accept them and they will they will pass we don't have to push them down or anything they will yes pass. yeah 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 I think that's a lovely analogy isn't it that they do pass and you know the cloud disperses doesn't it and um and the sun comes out again so yeah that's lovely well that's a lovely note to finish up on where can people connect with you Cassie 
Um, so I'm on, I have a Facebook group um, and I'm on LinkedIn as well and mm -hmm. Instagram. Um, so I'm on all of those places. <laughs> yeah. So if you just put in Cassie Swift um, or True You Kids Life Studio, I'll, I'll pop up. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for coming on today and sharing with us. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And thanks everybody for listening.